I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Today is the launching of my podcast, Totally Woman. I am your host, Rosemary Crosdale. I am a registered nurse as well as an adult gerontology nurse practitioner. You might be wondering, what is this podcast about? It is about uplifting, motivating, and inspiring women in every aspect of their lives. I will provide information about our physical, mental, and emotional health. And ladies, no topic is off limits. Welcome to episode one, and the topic is hygiene. Hygiene is basically the way how we care for ourselves. Hygiene is care in different places, keeping our hair, you know, from the hair on our head, well-groomed. That is a part of hygiene, just combing your hair. In the morning, you're getting ready for school. As a young girl, you get up, you wash your face, you brush your teeth, right? And you make sure that you put on clean undergarments, changing your underwear. That is a part of hygiene. And these are things that we're going to take into adulthood as we get older. So whatever you practice when you were younger, these are the things that we're going to continue to do as you're older. Changing your socks, doing your laundry. These are things that has to do with your overall hygiene. Hygiene is going to be a representation of you. Okay, it's how you present yourself when you're in public. All of these things have to do with your hygiene. And if we're not taking care of that, then, you know, it will create a negative impact. Okay, and we don't want this. So if we incorporate these things into building our hygiene, then later on, it will also carry over in the way we take care of our overall health. So, you know, just living in New York City alone, New York City is densely populated, okay? We're, t it's, we're in an urban area, we're taking the train, we're in Ubers, you know, it's densely populated, we're interacting with people at different levels and at different stages. A lot of us, New York City is made up of, you know, culturally, we're culturally diverse. We've come from, you know, various places, we're from the Caribbean, we're from Europe, up. We're from, you know, all over the world and we come here to New York City. So, of course, everybody's culture is different. Living in New York City and even if you weren't living in New York City, I grew up in Jamaica as a young girl and we practice hygiene where you were taught to take a shower every day just to clean yourself once a week. Um, our hair was washed and groomed. And, you know, especially your parents getting you ready for school in the mornings or however you were raised, it involves some type of hygiene. Sometimes people in the wintertime, because I have friends like that, there are a couple of my friends in the wintertime, they may not take a shower um, every morning, but sometimes they'll take a shower every night before they go to bed. In the morning when they wake up, they may just like brush their teeth and wash their face to get out. Because think about it, you've been sleeping, bacteria pooling in your mouth and stuff overnight. You need to at least make sure that you're brushing your teeth. A lot of things, if we don't, it goes back to hygiene. If you're not taking care of your dental health, for example, you don't brush your teeth. These are some indications that later on can lead to your cardiac health. 
just not brushing your teeth can cause an effect on your cardiac health. So we want to make sure that we're actually practicing hygiene. We're in a densely populated area, just washing your hands, taking care of things like that, surfaces that we're touching, riding the trains. A lot of times, if you've been outside and doing anything, when you come home, you want to make sure because now you're coming to your family. And this is how we bring in diseases and we bring stuff into our home without even being aware of it. So if we're not taking care of our hygiene, we're contributing to the disease process of a lot of things, not only to, you know, to the well-being of ourselves, but also to our families. It's very important to practice hygiene. And I don't care how we swing it you know, with the shower thing, but I definitely am from the old school where you should be showering every day. You should be changing your underwear. Women, we have our menstrual cycle. I cannot imagine you having your menstrual cycle and you're not showering and taking care of yourself down there. Um, just even washing your underarms, you know, body odor, we sweat. Okay, you're wearing the same thing over and over again. It accumulates moisture. You're going to sweat. So you need to make sure, practice these kind of simple little things so that we do not contribute to the detriment of ourselves and our health. Hygiene is very important. But being at a critical point when our bodies are developing is around the time of puberty for us. And that's when we notice that our bodies are just starting to change. All of a sudden we go to sleep, we wake up, here we go, we have breasts. There are nipples are hurting. We're seeing hair where we never had hair before. And we're looking and we're saying, oh my God, what is happening to me? And this is how it all starts with our bodies changing. And as a mom, the simplest thing that you can teach your girls, these are normal things that are happening to them. These are things that will happen for them to be able to procreate and have children later on. And this is how the hormones are causing their bodies to go through the different changes. And a lot of times different girls will experience different things. Sometimes some of these girls may experience even like an overactive sweat glands where they're sweating a lot. Sometimes I remember their, you know, little things like instead of using traditional deodorant, like just even using some baking powder and stuff like that was just something simple to put under your armpit to help with odor and to control odor. Also teaching them how to dry themselves and wipe themselves properly, that they're not wiping from the back to the front, but they're wiping from the front to the back so as not to introduce bacteria to their vaginal areas. Little things like that is what we teach our girls. We want to teach our girls, give them a little kit because sometimes, especially going off to school, they will have their little hygiene packets where it has maybe like a little pad, their hand sanitizer and stuff like that. As moms, and sometimes it's maybe an aunt or whoever is involved in raising that girl, that they're the ones that are explaining these things to them. And sometimes the most important thing that we teach them about is their hygiene, their hair hygiene, as well as their grooming, their nails, changing their undergarments, simple little things like that, that we want to tell them, just cutting their nails, keeping them low, having them know 
that hand washing, just washing their hands. When you take a shower, dry between your nails and stuff like that so we can minimize moisture because sometimes when that happens, they can also have something like they have different areas. Girls are different sizes. Sometimes they may have chafing in areas where they, you know, if they don't dry properly and stuff like that. So these are things that we want to be making sure that we're telling our young girls. We want to tell them about their menstrual cycle, you know, when prepare them so that they'll know that they'll have their sanitary napkins, whatever they need in their, in their bag. So that if they do have an episode at school or when they're on the road, they will have the supplies that they need, you know, so we can give them these little tools and these things will carry on into adulthood so that when they get older, they are, they're prepared for, you know, any mishaps that can happen. You know, a lot of girls, they don't have the resources. Sometimes they also feel uncomfortable with talking to their parents. Sometimes there are other women who have stepped into the role of, you know, taking on mentoring some of these girls. In the schools, they have like the guidance counselors and stuff who are available to talk to the girls sometimes. Sometimes your family pediatrician is also a good person to talk to because at the age of puberty, these are girls who are just starting to, you know, they're coming into puberties when, you know, they're budding, they're getting the breasts, they're getting these things. But then by the time they hit around age 14, 15, then they would be on their cycles. So at that time, they're still talking to their pediatrician. So sometimes talking to the pediatrician, talking to a guidance counselor, definitely talking to the parents. With the pandemic, a lot of parents, you know, they were working from home. Um, so they were a little bit bit more involved and now they're back out again and working, you know, so sometimes it gets very busy and a lot of kids, they resort to go into Google and go into different internet sites to get information. And sometimes some of these sites will give information that, you know, is not necessarily the right thing at that time for that child. So I would definitely say, you know, the pediatrician and guidance counselors are good resources. I'm also going to look into organizations that be available to give these girls more information about how to go about getting information about their change in bodies so that we can talk to them and that they can feel comfortable because this stage is a very fragile stage and a lot of girls sometimes dependent. So this is a stage where sometimes we notice that our girls, either they're very active or sometimes they're not very active. A lot of them get bullied because their bodies are changing. Now some of them, you know, the hormones, some of them may get acne and they feel, you know, different from their friends and stuff like that. And a lot of times kids get bullied. So we want to make sure that we're really supporting them in the best way that we can. And to let them know that even just washing their faces and, you know, little things like that, drying, maybe not picking at their faces with their nails and stuff like that. All of these things can minimize, you know, dealing with some of the triggers with acne and stuff like that. So um, we definitely want to, you know, talk to them about things like that and provide Provide as much support as we can. I would just like to share a personal experience because um, one of the reasons why I feel like women's health is so passionate to me is because I, as a young girl, started my cycle at around nine years old. 
And usually sometimes, and I was very, you know, what they would say mature for my age. Like I started, you know, my budding period, having breasts and growing hair and stuff like that. So a little bit more mature than I was for my age. Experiencing that and my mom, you know, she did the best with what she knew how, you know, with talking to me about stuff like that, because they didn't really go into details about your body and what was happening to it. So a lot of the stuff you would just learn on your own. And from my experience, when I had my sister, I didn't want my sister to, you know, go through some of those things. So I told her that her cycle would actually start at nine years old and she kept looking for it and it never came until she was 13. But what I wanted to say was that, you know, that just taught me that girls develop at different ages and different stages. And in general, girls do mature quicker than boys. So sometimes, you know, a girl will definitely start on her cycle at nine years old, or she could start maybe, you know, 10, 11, and you're not expecting her to start at that time. And sometimes when her cycle starts, it may not be where it's coming on a month to month basis, but it may come this month and then a couple of months later until she, you know, start to get a regular cycle. So it probably will be irregular in the beginning. But what I'm trying to share is that, you know, sometimes the age, can be very much earlier than we anticipate and not necessarily when the girl reach like around 14 or, you know, when we expect her to start around menstruation, it could be earlier. So girls will develop at different stages earlier than others. So because of this, we want to make sure that as moms and as caregivers, because it's not only moms who are caring for these um, girls, it could be caregivers. Sometimes the caregiver is a dad as well. So just to give the information that, you know, girls will develop at different stages. We just want to make sure that we're talking to them and letting them know that these are natural changes that are happening to their bodies so that they don't feel inferior or feel that because it's happening to them at that stage and it didn't happen to their friend that something is wrong with them. So we just want to guide them. And that's why I feel that we have to make sure that we're telling them about hygiene and just washing their hands and keeping themselves clean and how they can learn how to change their pads or their tampons when they actually start on their cycles. I just want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for listening to my first podcast episode. I must say it has been a little nerve wracking for me, but also very rewarding as well as I get pleasure from sharing my knowledge of health with you. I pray that it will continue to develop and grow as we both mature and develop in this world of podcasting. Just to recap, today we covered hygiene, definitely taking a shower, brushing your teeth, preparing yourselves as you go out each day will definitely help to minimize the diseases and different things that can happen to us. This will contribute to us being the total woman that we can be. Join me on the next episode where we will be discussing screening and the well visit. Let us continue to motivate, uplift, and inspire each other.